0: Down here in the Bear Cave Studios For another episode of The Sports Frenzy Podcast Sold Out With me your host, Freddie Aloso With my co-host, The Devil's Advocate Uh,
1: Today In um, 2017 We lost Bruiser Bedlam and if you have not checked out That behind uh, The Ring story about Bruiser Bedlam. It's quite interesting. He's got an interesting career. His wife's written a couple books about him. Uh, Jim Cornette has a lot of comments about him. He's a fascinating man. So if you get a minute, check him out.
0: All right. now our other co-host, the good Reverend himself, Jason Todd.
2: Hey, and you guys are not going to believe what happened today. I found this completely on my own, doing some digging around the internet. Did any of you know that on this day, back in 1998, WCW held Super Brawl at the Cow Palace, San Francisco? And that's when Sting beat Hollywood Hulk Hogan to win a vacant WCW World Heavyweight Championship. I bet none of you
1: knew any of that. Horrible match.
0: Boom, boom, boom. Of course. All right, and last but not I least, think. <laughs> the encyclopedia I like himself. Wait,
2: b- before we get to him, I feel like we should establish
1: there were a lot of bad main events from WCW.
0: <laughs> there were.
1: I mean, <laughs> let's face it, that was one of the more anticipated matches ever. Yeah, and, and it did not deliver And it, deliver at it, at and it, it landed like flat. a fart in church. You, you can respect that analogy, right? That's a good one. So it's an apt one.
0: All right. And the encyclopedia himself, Blackbeard.
3: And gentlemen, we're back to being a wrestling podcast on the Sports Frenzy Podcast Network. Sorry, no romance on this relationship episode or any of that crap. We're men talking about fake wrestling.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, don't say that's Austin Theory.
0: Yeah. Oh, you, you might catch yeah. an ass whooping in a... At a media event (laughs) So, we are This is the 22nd When we're recording We're a day and a half-ish out From Elimination Chamber We currently have The Elimination Chamber Um press event going on in the background so if anything crazy goes on you guys will hear it from us first here um so where do you guys want to start for this week before we go into the picks later on for everybody
3: well why don't we go back to something that happened last week on aew dynamite and specifically a promo cut by darby allen I know you guys touched a little bit on AEW last week. Um, There's been a lot of criticism of this promo. A lot of people saying that the promo didn't come across well. It mentioned people that are working for the competition. It didn't really relate to what's happening in the storyline as well as it could have. So if you want to know specifics, you could go out there and Google it. Support the dirt sheets. Go right ahead if you want to. All that being said... Do you guys think that there's validity in that in that issue? Is did Darby Allen's promo miss the mark?
0: Oh, go ahead. As much as
2: anybody's in that company, like it was, it wasn't the best Darby Allen promo I ever heard. But if you ask me what the best Darby Allen promo I ever heard was, I'd be hard pressed to answer that question. So. I don't know I I did think it was a weird one when I heard it because I don't know what other people's complaints about it were but for me I was like ah he's trying to be like too behind the scenes and then not behind the scenes and then keep going back kept going back and forth in it so it didn't feel like it had a real direction but I mean whatever that's how I felt about that problem. Whatever.
0: For me, it felt forced. Like he was trying too hard. Like he didn't know where he was going with it, but then he would try extra hard to make it sound cooler. But then it just wasn't resonating. I don't know. I feel, I feel like AEW is dropping the ball a lot as of late, and it's showing in the product. As much as it's had as before, maybe not as before. It was kind of like subtle. Now it's just kind of showing up every week. You're seeing mistakes, miscues, uh, bad promos, just a lack of direction. I know they just re- I know they just signed um, someone from WWE's ex creative board that was friends with Sasha Banks, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so maybe that'll help, but I don't know. It just, AEW seems to be spiraling right now. And hopefully for competition's sake, they can figure it out, but we'll see.
1: Her name is Jennifer Pepperman.
0: Jennifer Pepperman.
3: Never Um, heard of her until this week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Me neither. I was like, I didn't realize she was that important, but apparently she was, um, There's something to be said for non-scripted promos. There's something to be said for scripted promos. And there's something to be said for who can do what. And I think one of the issues AEW has is certain people can take the ball and run with it. And certain people need to be handed the ball with a script attached to it. And I think Darby is one of those guys where you love his intensity and you love his ring work and you love him, but... You don't necessarily love every promo he's ever delivered. I think he is one of the people that would benefit from a little rehearsal and some bullet points. Whereas, if you looked at Sting's promo this week, it was very good. Mm -hmm. He got right to the point, right? There was a lot of emotion attached. Um, He didn't ramble on too long, but he got his point across. Like I think he almost fixed some of the damage that Darby did last week. Um, you know, he brought that emotional piece to it that I think it was missing up to this point. But, I mean, I think that's true overall, right? A lot of there are a lot of guys that can deliver a promo. And then there's you You can tell right away there's a lot of guys that can't, especially the younger guys. And I think there's something to be said for someone in the background going. What are you going to talk about tonight? Why don't you give me the highlights? Tell me what you're going to say. And if it doesn't come out the way you want it, well, alright we're going to we're going to. You know we're gonna scrapbook this. You know we're gonna we're gonna put some notes on a board, and we're gonna help you put this together because you got a lot of thoughts here, but they're not making a lot of sense. So I think hopefully this Jennifer person can do something like that,
0: because
1: um, they certainly need it. I mean there's certainly uh, some spots where you're like mm, that promo didn't do what it was supposed to do. It didn't land. And. The fact that you brought up a point about AEW having some problems, I put something on our our shared sheet that I wanted to bring up.
3: Oh, could, can I get? Oh, my? go ahead. I Thank you. I thought you gave your opinion. Go ahead. No, I let it into you guys. I was being I was being the generous, considerate person here.
1: Well, don't do that. This is the wrong show for that. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: no, I I think my problem with that promo last week, and Sting did try to save it this week, like you said, my promo last the that promo last week. He did not mention once anything about the beatdown they took the week before. Not once. And that was my big problem. It was like, okay, you're mentioning the competition when, you know, he hinted at Cody, which all right, fine, whatever. But you got your ass handed to you. The Bucks were walking around with your blood on their suits a week later and you made no mention of it. It's like were you not paying attention? You just did a run in. They're wearing the suits. It was right there for you, staring in the face. So I'm not going to even go back to any of his previous promos. I don't remember them because, as you said, they're not very memorable to begin with. But huge miss. The setup was there, and he totally missed it. Yeah, And I, that leads that, into some of the other stuff with AEW that I think we want to go into. So, uh, Rob, do you want to bring us into the next one since you were ready to do that a few minutes ago?
1: Yeah, I, I put on. Uh, I basically put in why does AEW's B-level talent on an A show? And what I mean by that is you had a really decent show last night, right? And then you get to the Diana Perrazzo match with Madison Rain, and she shit the bed, basically. Sure. She was slow. Uh, the match had no flow to it. It was all her fault. She kept missing her spots. And then she took that spot. Did you guys see what happened when she landed on her head?
3: The move that of was the her night fault. The move that was her of the
1: fault. night She she jumped a little too bit too much and, and, and over rotated. That was her fault. And, you know, look, I love RVD. But RVD is past his prime. And I don't know if RVD should be headlining, should not be in the main event. And the, the the move that killed me the most was he still can do a lot of his moves. But when he went to do the uh, where he leaps up on the top rope, he didn't make it to the top rope. His foot got caught and he didn't make it all the way up. And I was like, damn it, man. No. <laughs> and, you know, like the Hardys. I mean, the Hardy boys seem like they're running in slow motion these days. And yet they're getting these these high-profile matches, and I really think you got to rethink that strategy. You know, you're running a high-octane show. You've got a lot going on here, and then all of a sudden you bring out the the show, like grinds to a halt. And you're like, "Come on, man, what happened? Like we just lost all our all momentum." So I really want them to, like, you want to put them on Ring of Honor TV? Go ahead. You know, let them work with the young guys. Let them. You know, run them through the paces. But I don't think they should be on their, your flagship show in your main spots anymore. I don't think – it's just not working out. So, Anthony, why don't you comment while Jason gets that.
3: Yeah. you got there, Jay. Um, I think Tony Khan actually – he tweeted out yesterday. It was like he was preparing us for it. And this might – I mean – He basically said this is, at least this specific week, has been one of the most hectic for injuries and unexpected availability. So I was, could that possibly be the problem? I don't know. Um, I didn't quite feel like you're getting that much B-level talent. I mean, you're seeing a little bit on Dynamite, but Dynamite seems to be the exception. I think it's way worse on Collision. Collision, there's just so many jobber matches. It reminds me of, like, like the matches you're getting are like the main events from WWF Superstars and Wrestling Challenge back in the day where he knew who was going to win right off the bat when those matches started. Um, so, Rampage, Collision, I agree with you. Dynamite, they don't do it too often. If they did it last night, um, that might be the exception. And I, I think we all know I'm a huge fan of Deonna Purrazzo as a person. And I know a lot, what happened last night wasn't her fault, but I just feel like she's, it's falling flat. Like I just listened to her today from a few weeks ago, um, on AEW Unrestricted, their podcast, and on Talk Is Jericho a few days prior to that. And she's never. She actually admitted she's never really worked in front of a big bigger crowd than what you know what she saw. Start really a network at the time it was recording. I mean, you can't really say that now lately. Uh, but which I do have a comment on that as we roll along here but um i think aew part of the problem is and we're seeing it now i mean the ratings have gone up tv wise the audiences seem to be dwindling and i think they got this problem uh, they got a lot of b-level talent making up the majority of that roster they're running out of a talent the ones that the especially the ones that draw we haven't seen jericho on much lately right um, we ha- we've had some people jump over to WWE. I'd argue that they weren't necessarily the biggest draws, but you did have Cody go over. You did have Jade Cargill who are getting great reactions in WWE from what we're seeing. Um, and Sting's retiring in a week and a half. Like if Sting wasn't on the, that revolution card, I'd be curious to see how many tickets they're selling. They got a major problem. And I actually think you're going to see RVD get a full-time contract from them. Because it seems like most of their views and attendance is solved by bringing on some legends to beat the young guys that are supposed to be the future of wrestling. I think RVD well, is basically stink successor.
1: There's yeah, also yeah. no consistency. Where's Miro been? Where's Keith Lee? Like they're mm-hmm. on for a couple weeks and then they disappear. Where are, where are all these guys
3: going? I think Lee's injured again.
1: Okay. Then I mean, where's Miro? So. Right. You know, like there's, there's, Guys say they have, they can use. They're just not using them or not using them to their fullest ability. Freddie, any thoughts?
0: Um, For me, this is what happens when your owner is out being a fanboy at events for other wrestlers who aren't full time in the company yet or about to be signed, and he's not concentrating on his product. He's too busy out there fanboying, trying to get on camera, schmoozing to the crowd, and not not worrying about his his home of what he's got going on. You guys said it correct. Um, you know where where are all these guys that you signed originally? Shit, um, House of Black, freaking what's his name? His name's escaping me. Yeah, Malachi Black hasn't had a singles match in over two years, almost. It's been. Speaking of that, I heard a rumor, and I don't believe
3: this personally, but I heard a rumor that he and Buddy Matthews don't want to do the job, and that's why they're doing tag team matches and not doing singles. I I personally don't see that, but I read that online somewhere. Do you think that's a possibility, that some of these guys, they're – Egos are so big, they're refusing even to mm-hmm. take a loss. That
1: sounds like any a way to get yourself fired so you can go back to, to WWE.
3: That's what that, that sounds, that like, sounds what like, yeah. That sounds like, to me, that sounds like Dirt Sheets trying to get some clickbait.
0: Yeah. That sounds that very too. clickbait. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I don't
3: believe that.
0: But yeah, I, I just... I just feel they're they're not focusing on what they have, and they're trying to keep bringing in or worrying about what the outside is doing, as opposed to focusing on their product and making it better. And it's the proof is in the pudding.
1: So, Reverend, I know you've been praying on this. What do you think? I have
2: been, and okay, so I just want to say one thing about Tony Khan who, yes, is a very much a fanboy who happens to own a wrestling company. However, when it comes to people who are running res- wrestling companies or who have been running wrestling companies over the years, him being a fanboy is not the biggest issue I've ever had with an owner of a company. It's not. It's it's very low on that, that ladder, in my opinion. It doesn't help, but it's not as big a problem as
1: uh, I whatever uh, could you be referring to? <laughs>
2: oh, that's a whole other episode on its own. <laughs> but um I do think there is some credence to the injury issue. And I'm looking at a list of injuries and it's not so great. I mean <sighs> you've had adam cole out the whole time you had mjf off with either he's not in the company or he is dealing with his shoulder and various other injuries um you had Britt baker out I, is bandito really one of their a talents i don't think so no but kenny omega has been out um what ibushi Who's supposed to be there Has been dealing with injuries Um, Like there's a lot of names on this list This is a really long list I'm scrolling through And so I can understand How that could mess things up For them And I understand that Yeah we're watching a lot of these guys Learn how to do this in front of bigger crowds And on TV And we're watching them learn how to do it in real time Like a Darby Allen We're watching them learn how to do this stuff in real time but once again i always go back to the idea that they had people come into the company who wanted to help this talent grow and a lot of this same talent had the attitude of now we know what we're doing you know we don't need you to tell us how to do this stuff and it's not just that one guy who went back to wwe but it's it's an it's endemic it's it's part of their culture in AEW. oh no we know what we're doing we don't need any help, and then they get on TV, and turns out they don't know what they're doing.
3: I think Adam Copeland was the latest name that got thrown out, as they that the young guys are not listening to yeah. him either, and I, he doesn't strike me as he he's not a polarizing personality that's seeing not Punk is. So if you're not willing to listen to Adam Copeland, if true, you got you got bigger problems. Yeah,
2: it's I mean, it's it's a lot. It's so
0: it all comes from said, the top.
2: It does It does, and it, yeah, it does. And he should, I think we've talked about this a lot. He shouldn't be the one making those types of business decisions, wrestling decisions for that company. He can run the business side, but he shouldn't be making those TV and wrestling decisions. He needs to have somebody in who's really good at that or at least better than him, which is kind of a low bar.
1: Um, We're available and we'll work cheap. Not that cheap. It's still in Florida. We'll, um, but we'll start cheap and we'll work out. Once we we'll work our way up to
3: ratings, come on, we'll come on, we'll remote. we'll do like most of these former WWE superstars are doing. When uh, you, you don't hear Jericho talking about how AEW is such a great company as much lately, a lot of these guys are going over there to collect their paycheck. They know this company's a joke.
0: It's like the soccer players going over to Saudi. It's exactly or MLS. What or mls they're going to get that big payday and get that paycheck
2: yeah i feel like the difference is like when those guys come over to mls they're competing they know with people who aren't as good as them but they're competing against those folks right maybe they're lifting up their teams but they're competing against those folks so they know they're going to be able to exude half the effort and look great but okay Let's say an Adam Copeland comes over and he's an accomplished wrestler. Maybe he's not the greatest technician ever, but he's an accomplished wrestler who knows what he's doing.
3: Whatever do you mean? He was in the greatest wrestling match ever.
2: So I heard. Let me tell you something. He comes in and it's he has to work with these guys. And it's so it's not it's not that same thing because if one person looks really good in the ring during a wrestling match, then and the other one looks like crap. Then they've both failed so nobody looks good in this so the idea that people just go over to collect the check i feel like at times we say that because we don't know what's in their heads about wanting to perform and wanting to perform at any level of of that like i get that i feel like that sometimes like oh they just went over to because they know they get paid and don't have to work a lot of dates but then wait these are people who kind of want to do that because that's what they do I, 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 So I don't see any of them I, It's almost like nobody's winning in this And I want to see them turn it around Because it's good for the wrestling industry Especially with what's going on at TNA It's important that AEW somehow figures this out And can keep going We know they can afford to keep going But to the whole fanboy thing I'm more worried about him becoming just losing interest because he's a billionaire, and eventually he might just lose interest in it because it's not entertaining anymore. And that's when a lot of those wrestlers are going to end up being out on their ass because they didn't improve well enough to go to a WWE or somewhere else that's high profile. You know, Did you guys see
1: country. that um, that graphic of TNA with when they uh, the, one of the wrestlers put up with has all their Contracts and when they expire. I heard about this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They are. I don't know who. I don't remember who exactly did it, but they, there was a graphic that came up, and they and it was all the wrestlers, and when their contracts are up, and it was alluded to the fact like they're just waiting for their contracts to expire so they can leave. That's how unhappy they are with what happened over in TNA. So. Like, I know um, Josh Alexander, I think, had an option picked up on his contract, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm really happy to be there. But I read a report that was like, you know, what was he supposed to say? He can't go. You know, he's kind of stuck there for another year, whether he wants to be or not. So I just thought it was interesting that uh, – that. I mean, if, if Tony Khan doesn't jump on this, I don't know. He's an idiot. But, again, it's not just bringing in talent. It's how I'm no, not talking about the town, I'm talking about bringing in Scottie Moore. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, he needs
3: to He just that. gave all that that money to Jen Pepperman. Huh?
1: I There's
2: more money to spend.
1: More. Yeah, yeah I think he, think he has got a has little more. more. Yes, daddy.
3: You know where else I think he could better spend his money? On the venues he's renting. Is it just me or does it sound like they're on a sound stage the last 3 or 4 weeks?
0: They're like, probably better off being on a soundstage as opposed to in those massive arenas with half the fans. Yeah. Or a quarter.
3: But it sounds dead at times. Like you get random cheers like when they all start cheering, but then it just sounds dead in those arenas. And I think part of it is they're booking these bigger arenas that could probably seat five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand people and they can they could barely get two thousand in there. Maybe three. It doesn't you know, sound good at all. The temptation when you
1: have a little success is to take the ball and run with it and sometimes you have to take the ball and walk with it and I think Tony Khan like, I think the, the whole pandemic kind of threw him off as far as how much appeal they had because nobody knew right? No, there weren't any fans or well, the fans were being separated so you really couldn't tell who was hot who was not people were looking to get out so when they had an opportunity to go see a show, they went to see a show and now, you know, and then he gets, you get like Wembley, right? And Wembley is probably the worst thing that could have happened to them. Because now he thinks he can sell out everywhere. And it's not true. Right. Certain areas he sells well, certain areas he doesn't. So I think he, like you said, Anthony, he's got to be smart. It's, to me, it's better to have a 2,000-person arena and have to turn people away. Yes. Than a 10,000 arena and only have 2,000 in it.
0: It
3: also right. helped their it also helped their profit margin. I mean, there's unconfirmed rumors that they lost thirty million last year, which in the grand scheme of things isn't terrible, but
1: Yeah, I mean in the beginning what well, most companies lose in the beginning anyway. So
3: Yeah. But you want to um, see a,
1: a trajectory of going up, right, at some point and yeah, I don't know. As, if as we opposed have that. to dropping out.
3: <clears throat> right. And I think we're what are we, four or five years in at this point? Yeah. So um the other the other thing with the venue selection, like I heard that they hired somebody new to be in charge of this. And there's a strategy to go to bigger cities because that's, they're getting these small crowds in smaller areas. Um And it was actually Eric Bischoff and admittedly, this episode was probably about three weeks ago um, or two a month. But he was saying, no, if you're not drawing, going to the bigger cities isn't going to solve your problem necessarily because you got more competition for entertainment there. There's other sports going on right now. There's hockey and basketball, for example, there's concerts, there's, you know, like if you're in New York or Chicago or LA, they got plays and other stuff like that. You know, so that's not really the solution. I actually have a crazy idea where at least when college is in session, book arenas on the college campuses. I think they you could get the college crowd going to this stuff. You know, you make the tickets affordable, and you could fill that you could fill that two three thousand person arena at your local at a local college. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, college towns would love that stuff,
3: man. You'd be smart, right? Right. I mean, how many times, like, if you were, if you dormed on, if you dormed when you were in college, you know, especially on a weeknight, you're looking for something to do one night. You know, you got done with your homework and you're studying and you just need a break. Oh, I could go watch AEW on Wednesday night in down down on the other side of campus for like thirty bucks, forty bucks, fifty bucks, whatever it is. You know.
0: It's true. It would make sense, but
1: Tony, we're for rent, buddy. Yeah, man. We got some ideas. Still, though, only going to work remote, not going to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go for the winter.
2: (laughs) All right, so, devil's
1: advocate, he'll go to Florida. Hey, I like it hot, brother.
0: All right, so, going from like. uh, Speaking of liking it hot.
3: To uh, personal issues. Yep. Behind the scenes issues. what happened well it's not really (laughs) truly behind the scenes per se but yeah um so first off uh we we mentioned it earlier so yes let's just go there and get it over with uh the latest in the vince mcmahon allegations and there's nothing new um i'm actually at a point where i'm starting to wonder if i do need to read the 60 page filing because i've even today i came across something that i didn't realize was part of it um but There's been a mixed bag reaction and a lot of reactions from people that worked for Vince, grew up with Vince over the last week. Um, John Cena didn't come across very well at all. You know, he was talking about how he's his friend and he's really disheartened by what his friend has been accused of. And, you know, I think part of it was done, but I wonder if silence would have been better in this case. Um.
1: Well, the question is, can you love the man but hate the act?
3: Yeah. That's basically what he came to. Um, I also find it interesting, and this is going back about a month, um, and Rob, I know you hate these too, but uh, the Garcia twins, the Bellas. They've been so vocal about every little thing with the women's division, how it was booked for years and what have you, and when Vince was first – when the first allegations of Vince came out over a year ago, they were very vocal. They've been – very subdued. You know, if something happened, we don't agree with it. Blah blah blah. But their father-in-law is involved. That's why. Or their stepfather.
1: That's why they're quiet. Mm-hmm. I,
3: think I think that's, that's why, why, they're why they're quiet. Fine. So, I think they've I think set a double standard now.
2: I think they're just listening to their lawyer, their father's lawyer.
1: Uh, yeah, they mean, anything they say is only going to hurt him.
3: Do you? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, but they, they never gave a shit about hurting anybody. They're always they about. They probably
1: care uh, about their mom.
3: So her mom should stay with the guy?
2: No, I'm saying we have no say in what their, mo- what their mom says about it. And if their mom is like, yo, listen,
3: Shut the fuck stay up. quiet for a bit. <laughs> this Come on, is hard. how many times have they listened to their that mom? Hard
2: If you were married to somebody who all of a sudden this kind of story came out about, it'd be kind of hard on you as an individual. So I mean, I feel like you can give family a bit of grace in terms of how they publicly handle situations. You know, they're no not, they're H H not in the
3: a few weeks ago.
2: because he was in the middle of a press conference and they didn't like how he answered the question. The Garcia twins are not in a press conference being peppered with questions by the media. And again, I'm not I'm not one of those people who piled on Triple H. But at the same time, they're just not tweeting about it. Like, it's not like they're on they're in the spotlight and people are asking them i'm pretty sure then you might hear an answer and it might not be the greatest answer ever or it might be a really good one i don't know what they'd say but if they don't have to yeah they shouldn't stay quiet until they have something important to say
3: i don't know they've been pro-woman everything and what have you they've he, that's, they've, that they've was about against, wrestling They spoke up against the way men treat women at times But now that it's their stepfather They're going to keep their mouth shut They look like a yes. bunch of fucking hypocrites I'm sorry here's some, and, here's and I'm some sorry problem, I probably though. just got us kicked off YouTube with my F-bomb Sorry Freddie Here's the
1: problem though I mean You're Randy Orton You're Triple H right You're John Cena And all the fame All the notoriety All the money you've gotten is because of Vince McMahon Right. So on one hand, everything you, you are is because of him. On the other hand, he's done some just some despicable things. So put yourself in their shoes. It's like your father. Think about it it's like your father, right? You love your father. Your father takes care of you. Your father fed you and clothed you and gave you money. And then you turn around one day and you find out he did something bad. You've got mixed emotions, I'm sure, right? You don't know what to think. And now people are shoving a microphone in your face and asking you what to think. It, it's not easy. I don't know what I would say if I was John Cena, if I was the Bellas.
3: Two words, no comment.
1: Well, I mean yeah. I think people are expecting, like, especially like the Bellas, I think people are expecting them to comment since they've been so vocal in the past. So I don't think you can just pull a no comment out of your ass and think... That's gonna work people are don't they're not gonna accept that I think I don't I don't know what I would say I think I would say I, I don't you know I, I want all the facts to come out and I want justice to be served I, think and so I would well leave it, and I would leave it there one. and I, and I would and I, that's all I have to say on the matter
3: and see that folks he doesn't have a PR team behind him and he came up with a better answer than any of these other idiots but again
2: that's that's like third party that's like Monday morning quarterbacking saying, hey, you could have said this instead. In the moment, we don't know what we would say.
1: We don't know how we would react in the moment. We know how we would like to, but we don't know how we would. I'm going to say this, and then I want Freddie to speak because he's been sitting there very quietly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just taking it in. I'm taking it in. I just want to say one thing. As soon as this came out, John Cena, the Bellas, Triple H all should have known. I got to say something. I got to be ready. There's going to be a microphone shoved in my face at some point. I better know what I want to say. You don't get caught up. You're not allowed to get caught off guard anymore these days. It's not, especially being John Cena, triple H the Bellas. people are going to want to know your opinion and you can't turn around and go, well, I don't know what I'd say. You better have goddamn well, better have an answer ready. So go ahead, Freddie. I'm done.
0: I agree with that. I feel in those high profile spots, you gotta have something ready to go. You can't just shoot from the hip when the cameras get in your face. You gotta have either a statement prepared, you gotta have those thoughts ready to go and not hesitate with them. <clears throat> and the Bellas, I, I get both sides. I, I understand it. They've been vocal about everything else, and it just makes them seem hypocritical at this point where they're not saying anything. And I mean, don't they have
1: access to the PR machine? The WWE PR machine? Call them up. I need an answer.
0: They're
3: not under contract. They're not under
0: contract.
1: I would who's still asking them. the Bellas? I would still call them and ask if what do you want me to say? What should I should I say?
3: The Bellas tweeted something out or, or made a comment about three weeks ago.
2: But who's asking them for a comment now? Like, people, like the John Cena thing. Yeah, that makes total sense what you guys are saying. The, the Triple H thing. Again, yeah, could have been way better. Um but people are literally in their face asking questions to this to my knowledge nobody has asked a, either bella a single question and, and they might have something prepared in that event i would hope so but why would they why would they come forward with it
0: they See, did, but then the, they did the, say something the issue um, i they have, they have with that up, jay
3: they did that was the problem they did no mention of they didn't mention any names it was a very generic statement.
0: Yeah, the issue I have with that, Jay, if you're going to be so outspoken about everything else that comes out, you can't sit on your hands when this one comes out,
1: even you know, if it is your father Jay, is You can get ahead of this sometimes yeah. by making a statement. Rather than having your speculation, you can come out and say, like Triple H during that first press conference, should I already had a statement prepared? He should have gotten way ahead of that. It should not have not been a surprise. He should have not been caught unaware. He should have not been given a given a bad answer. That's just stupid. I'm sorry. If we someone asked understand me, that
2: his answer was basically a long-winded no comment.
1: Basically, right. But then he, sh- he yeah. either should be short and sweet, or it should be direct to the point. Not long-winded makes it sound like you're trying to think of something on the spot. You know what I mean? Like if you asked me about that's Vince McMahon, man, that, that's what I would say. I hope. I don't know all these. I hope all the facts come out, and I hope justice is served. And I've never met the man. I didn't work for the man. That would be my comment right now. That would be my comment if something happened to you guys. James, I love you guys.
2: right? I but if something went wrong,
1: Seth Rollins had the best and somebody game. said Jason did something, I would say, you know what? I don't know all the facts, and I hope justice is served.
0: Check the building Dude. fund. It's being hidden in there. And, <laughs> I, would say, and I, always, I always knew he was a dirtbag. I <laughs> This just proves it. <laughs> it just proves it all correct.
3: <laughs> all uh, by the, the way, KO so. and Logan Paul are being separated from oh, having yeah. brawl at the press conference.
2: Well, Randy Orton is the peacemaker. That's that's rare.
3: Triple H. Um, so, Jay, just to clarify for you, uh, let's see this. It was at least three weeks ago on their social media. It was around January 30th. We are shocked and disheartened with the recent allegations against members of the WWE. It has been a lot to process since we found out this past week, just as you all did. This is something we don't stand for or condone from anyone, no matter who they are. We want all women to feel safe and supported in the workplace and in their everyday lives. And that's all they said.
2: Okay, what else are they supposed to say? Really? That's, that's a pretty generic, generic. Hey, This is terrible. Generic. And we don't want people... I, I mean, I know we're wanting more, but what's the more you're looking for they
3: from them? Threw Vince McMahon's name in the mud. The first time the allegations came out, they were okay with doing it then. But now that their father-in-law was specifically named in the lawsuit, all of a sudden, yeah, well, but we're why, just going to be. is that a uh, shock? I'm I'd expect them is more if they shock? said what's including our own family If they threw that in there, I would be fine. Okay, this was this was a PR statement there, and I, I think they failed. I'm sorry, considering what they've said and done before i think they failed
2: i just don't get it i'm not saying they shouldn't say something more meaningful what i'm saying is what did you expect from them because i don't know what you're gonna get if suddenly like suddenly hey, hate that's terrible what that person did is terrible oh by the way your pot was with him oh Like, seriously, aside from just slack (laughs) for, like, 20 minutes, I don't know what my response would be.
3: Then, if he was found guilty of these charges and he was involved, then he could go down with the rest of them. Done. They've been, like I said, they've been vocal about other people before that have been close to them. All of a sudden, John Laurinaitis is off the hook. And he was mentioned 18 months ago, too. I'm surprised we haven't, I'm surprised his mom didn't divorce his ass already.
2: That could be what's going on, for all we know.
3: And maybe they'll come out later that they were advised they had to say this because there were legal proceedings with Johnny. Or maybe, as you said, maybe it's maybe Kathy Collis has filed or is planning to file a divorce. I don't know. It so, just seems very uncharacteristic of them when they've opened their traps about everything else. So all these people.
1: allegations coming out or, you know, more facts coming out, more people are coming out of the woodwork. Uh, one of them being Paul Roma. I know, I laugh too, Romeo but Roma guy.
0: Romeo Roma.
3: Get it right.
1: And what I what I found fascinating, I guess, or interesting about his allegations is that he kept referencing someone he was teaming with and that he hit his head and passed away. So he's he's talking about someone who is no longer with us, who can't substantiate any of this. And people have been speculating who is this guy he's teaming with. No one can seem to figure out who he's talking about. It's not your I, Powers. Jim Powers it, is still
3: alive. I read it was Rick McGraw.
1: Is it Rick McGraw? That's that who they came out with. But he did. He didn't hit his head. I thought he had an accident. I thought he had a heart attack.
3: I don't know what I read today was it was Rick McGraw and he had a, some sort of accident. They, I don't know if it was a head injury. I mean, I guess
1: I'm looking him up now. But I thought Rick McGraw had a heart attack. You might be right. So, again, I don't know what he's talking about. Death. He died of a heart attack. November 1st,
3: 1985. Was <laughs> Roma even in the WWF then?
1: So, <laughs> but I mean, now they're, they're starting to bring up Mel Phillips again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're starting to bring up Pat Patterson, Pat Patterson. again. Terry Garvin. Like, I, I mean, these, none of this is new.
0: Yeah, it's been around but, for a while,
1: right? I mean, we all we've all heard the Terry Garvin. We've all heard that. I mean, Patterson lost his job because of it. They brought him back at some point. I, I don't know. I mean, it's. I'm just starting to wonder. Like, is this is this the avalanche that w- that they've been waiting for? Like the the critics of WWE have been waiting for. That we're going to hear all these other stories. You know, all these other people who. These other wrestlers, like, is is nails telling the truth? Did Vince McMahon try to molest nails? I don't think so. But, I mean, he, he alleged that. I mean, nothing's really out of play anymore. And I'm just wondering where we're going to go next. And, you
2: know. Like, was it like the late 90s or early aughts or something where, I can't remember what show Vince was on, but he was being grilled by somebody who just kept accusing him. Bob Costas? no it wasn't bob costas it was someone else and i feel like i recently saw this interview pop up again in the last couple of weeks and he was saying hey if something is going on what are you going to do about it because the uh, the thought is that you guys are just covering these types of uh, sexual harassment and assaults up and I'm surprised I haven't seen this interview around more. And if I find it, I will link to it. And will definitely need to share the link in the post for this episode. But um, yeah, so this seems like it's been going on a lot off and on. WWE even kind of, except for NXT, WWE largely got off pretty scot-free when the whole Me Too movement was really gaining its momentum there. And then it got into the wrestling world. You were hearing, you know, there were people in WWE, in NXT that were being brought up. But overall, the company kind of sidestepped it, looking back. So maybe we're going to hear about more of those issues. You know, I feel like they've been sidestepping it for decades, though.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. But yeah, I'm not sure you want
1: to spearhead it with Paul Roma, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Paul Roma might might not be where it's at to uh <laughs> lead the charge on this one. Yeah. So looking looking at this press conference, you got Becky Lynch, uh Tiffany Stratton and Bianca Belair. And
2: so
0: far. Becky Lynch There's... looks more of a more like a dude than Seth Rollins did when he came out earlier on. <laughs> it's, it's well, what was bad. it at the
3: WrestleMania kickoff when the Ro- – I think, was it The Rock or Roman or Roman Reigns said, oh, it's so nice to see you wore your wife's shoes tonight? Yep. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Str- Stratton was actually pre- – I got to give her, them credit. They st- definitely are trying to strap the rocket ship to where she actually came out and said the only thing good about Australia is after she wins the Elimination Chamber is she's leaving it immediately. <laughs>
0: Hilarious! <laughs> That's hilarious. So let's jump into this, glad boys. To see
2: her, her call up has been going like this. Yeah, they put her right in there.
0: Like, yeah, they, they threw her out, right in the mix. But let's jump into it. Elimination chamber. Up,
3: well, oh, one. One last thing I want to get in here. Velvetine um, Dream. Surprise return this past weekend. And a lot of people are very unhappy about it um i actually just listened to his interview last month with chris van vliet where his story is still the same where he's saying that he was trying to help a really an underage person and he was only three or four years older than the person at the time who wanted to get into wrestling and when the guy didn't like his advice all of a sudden these stories came out and what have you um he threw ec3 under the bus big time and called him a flat-out liar about the acquisitions he's thrown his way I tell you, if you got a Matt Hardy edge situation there, I mean, yeah, there's not a woman involved, but ec C3 and Velveteen Dream could be money on the n d c scene. Um, all that being said, Velveteen Dream, there was never any charges pressed. It. There was any, never any charges filed against him. So do you feel he should get a second chance? And that being said, I also feel like this is double standard cash wheeler. There's this gun situation where he supposedly pulled a gun on Florida and there's been nothing. Uh, somebody in Florida, two people, nothing there. Nobody seems to care. So I also feel like there could be a double standard. I'm just wondering what you guys think.
0: Well, it's it's a double standard in the case that I believe Phil Dunphy from Modern Family said it right. If it ain't white, it ain't right. Right? <laughs> Jason, I got I got the reaction wow. I was looking for on that one, uh, but yeah, it's yeah, folks,
3: that was Jason spitting his water out. You know, no, I, I made it. I, I he I kept survived. it. He I,
0: kept it down. But yeah, I I just it's it could be a race thing. It could be a miners thing. Um, you know, like as we see, our country isn't too. Uh, Gung-ho on gun issues You know So it could be that too Like, ah, he just had a gun Whatever, he got caught up And Velveteen Dream That looks more like a uh, Dateline NBC special With Chris Hansen So the perception can be construed To however you feel Or whatever side of the fence you fall on that so it could be one or the other, or it could be that. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, um, yeah. One of the injur- one of the issues people were having is that it was he was unadvertised. And what I read was people were mad that they didn't get the choice whether they saw him or not. <sighs> That's annoying. Like they were, they wanted to know ahead of time that he was there, and they can decide whether they wanted to support him or not because you, you kind of paid him. You didn't really get cho- your choice. You know what I mean? Like you, you ended up paying him whether you wanted to or not. And there's a, a faction of people that said they wouldn't have gone if he was on, they, he was on the show.
0: That's a lie. So you've
1: got that. That's true. And then the other thing is I I think people are upset with him because he's really never – even though he's never been convicted of anything, he's never really also admitted that he did anything wrong. And, and – he may not have done so, like I think people are looking for like even if he didn't do anything wrong maybe he should be saying the right he's not saying the right things he's not saying like you know things may have looked inappropriate and I got to be more careful and you know I, I, I'm I'm a person of, of notoriety now and I got to be careful who I'm dealing with. like he didn't say anything like that at all there was no mea culpa at all about anything and I think people want to listen
3: to the interview just just ask well
1: not that interview. Before that, I didn't. I feel like to this there was a lot video. of that
3: during the interview. So, even so,
1: though so it was during kind this last weird, interview, he. But, but he, I mean, this didn't. is after he, he, he wrestled on the show, right?
3: He, he didn't. He didn't. No, say, no, no. This no. was no. This was a month ago. ago. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, say, that's the one yeah. thing I didn't know. I didn't know the timing of all that.
3: Yeah, I mean, he didn't come right out and say he did anything wrong. He said he understood how it looked, but he there was no malice. He wasn't trying to groom anyone. He could see why people might have gotten that impression. But he was legitimately trying to help somebody.
1: Did he address the drug issues and the, the fight at the gym?
3: He did. He did. He actually apologized to the employee at the gym that had to deal with it. And he said he was willing to talk to him, take him out to dinner to say thank you for putting up with my shit. He did cover that.
1: Hmm. So in your opinion, now that you've heard this, are you willing to give him another chance? Uh, <sighs>
3: I am because like, I what, think and I, if
1: not, what does he need to do in order to get that chance?
3: How about I th- that? that I think guys. it's, I think, I think actions speak louder than the words. Let's see if he does anything that, like, if he goes out and starts talking to a 16 year old again, then yeah, he didn't learn anything. Um, but the only way to do that is you got to give him time and the opportunity, you know what I mean? There was nothing if he did, if he truly did something wrong and there was evidence of it, he'd be in jail right now. That didn't happen. And even he said in the interview, Mm -hmm. yeah, and he even said in the interview when WWE let me go, I understand why they let me go. It sucks. I understand. They cited it as budget cuts. They never said it had anything to do with these accusations whatsoever. Now, I don't know if I believe that because if I'm sure some of you probably remember, he was off NXT for several months when those accusations came out. When he came back, the fans just ripped him apart. They weren't giving him an inch. Yeah. And I and I feel like I feel like anybody, if they're truly sorry or if they did nothing wrong, give him a second chance. If they, you know, fool me once, you know, fool me twice and you know, whatever that saying is, I think he deserves a second chance. I will say Jay and Jason heard the interview while he was going through that 16 year old, the story about the 16 year old boy that he was trying to help with his wrestling career. It did seem like the conversation was a little uncomfortable at times. But he he cop he caught he owned up to everything else. And even even that, he said I could see why people got the wrong idea. So he didn't say necessarily that it was wrong. He said I legitimately was trying to help somebody. I could see why I came across wrongly and this person started making false suic- accusations against me. And where was the proof? Where did where did it go? Yeah,
2: yeah it's it's tricky and I'm trying to remember what year was it when all of this, like the allegations, but they were stemming from when was it, like 2017 or something?
3: Was it that far back? I'll look it up.
2: I'm trying to
1: remember. What's your point?
2: Um, hold on one second. I'll tell you what my point is. I think Patrick Clark is all of what it's twenty 28. something, twenty eight years old. So, if you're the same person, at, if everything we're taking his word for everything, if you're the same person at 28 that you were at 21, something ain't something's wrong. So there has to have been some sort of growth. You would assume for the nor for a regular person, there's some sort of growth in that long of a span where you're not going to make the same mistakes that you made from seven years ago or six years ago. So, to that effect, yes. I would say people should be due, you know, a chance to. If he wants to prove himself back to the wrestling world, then yeah, maybe he should have that chance. I do agree with the idea that, hey, we didn't know he was going to be here. um, And he just sort of trotted him out, not literally. But, you know, I kind of get why there would be some anger and frustration over it. But. Yeah, of course, I mean if if he didn't do anything and he maintains he didn't do anything and nobody found he did anything what what are we like yeah sure he shouldn't be allowed to have life right it's true i i do think something you mentioned freddie is <laughs> about all of those factors that go into um maybe the weight of what was the difference between his and um, what's his name from FTR. Um, Cash. Florida. shooting a gun might as well be saying hello. In my opinion, again, it's Florida. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was accused of Patrick Clark was accused of grooming a guy and not for nothing. That holds a lot, even more weight. Than he, if he had been accused of grooming a woman, and even a lot more vitriol than if he were, if it were a, a young, a young, a girl, he was accused of trying to groom a boy, and people take that to heart in society still, even more. So there's a lot of anger, and in a lot of wrestling towns, I mean, in all metropolitan areas where people are kind of not I'm not going to look at a stigma but he got a stigma attached to him because it's yeah. not just the stigma of pedophilia it's the stigma of homosexuality and that's there's more anger that goes with that so even more than race would play into that I think that probably played into it a lot too so
0: yeah it's true
2: Got your family values folks who unless you proved him innocent he ain't innocent
0: all right, and on a on a brighter note, we've got Elimination Chamber.
3: Very bright if you watch it live. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Early in the morning bright.
0: 5 a.m. bright. Yep. <clears throat> East, Coast on the East Coast time.
2: Mommy yeah. is talking to the crowd right now.
3: Who, by the way, who would have guessed that Hawaii would actually have the best starting time in the U.S. on the pay-per-view?
0: <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, I'm not, I'm
1: not watching this at 5 a.m. Nope.
0: Nope. Yeah, not going to happen. I'll turn no. it
3: on when I wake up. That's
1: that's yeah. what replays
0: are for. Yep. Yep. Start. Start live when I when I jump on Peacock. Pause. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So first first match, first match of the evening, uh, undisputed men's tag team title match, the Bruiserweights, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate versus Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Who wants to uh, start it off?
3: Judgment Day. Just put Judgment Day across the board.
0: Yeah. I have to agree with that.
1: (laughs) You know, they still have not figured out, or we don't really see a plan of where Damien Priest is going to cash in that.
0: Well, uh, from what 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 I heard, he can't cash it in because Rollins isn't healthy.
3: Th- that was a response to an interview question Right,
0: yeah, that's what he had mentioned
3: But he could still cash in on He, he back,
0: still could, but yeah
3: Yeah,
1: i say there's another July. Somewhat champion floating around
3: I was gonna say, Seth is being saved to Wrestlemania I guess, and now the punk's out of the picture I think Wrestlemania happens, but anyway
0: Alright, next match Women's Elimination Chamber match Naomi Liv Morgan, Bianca Belair, Raquel Rodriguez, Becky Lynch, and Tiffany Stratton. Reverend, where do you fall on this one?
2: I feel like they're pushing that Becky lynch uh, Rhea Ripley match very hard. And... The only... It comes down to who I want to see win it for the matchup and who I think will win it for the matchup they want. And I think they're going to have Becky Lynch win her first elimination chamber. I want it to be Bianca Belair because I think that's a better match. But I think they're going to go with Becky Lynch.
0: Encyclopedia?
3: I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I agree with Jason. I I think Bianca versus Rhea Ripley would be a much bigger, better match for WrestleMania. Um, and I really want to choose Bianca for that reason. I'm, I'm really not a fan of hers at all. I just don't feel like Becky's that great in the ring. And Becky, you know, she lost the NXT title to Lyra Valkyria. She lost to Nia Jax recently. I don't see why she needs to be in this match. You know what I mean? But the booking has led you to think it's Becky. Now, I would love for them to do something, which coincidentally AEW would probably be more likely to do, and pull a switch and have a Bianca win anyway. You know, that would be be more believable. But this is WWE. I'm not sure they do this very often, so I'm going to have to go with Becky
0: as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw Becky Lynch in this one. As much as I don't want to see it, um, I got a feeling they're gonna they're gonna put her uh, they're gonna put her over in this match. All right, Freddie. Let's make it interesting. Who would you book to win it, though? if You were booking it. If I was booking it, it's too soon for her. But I would put Tiffany Stratton if you're gonna if you're gonna I zoom mean, her to I, the moon. That's what I would. Yeah, do. I mean,
3: I, I really like Tiffany Stratton. I could, and it would be interesting seeing the blonde Barbie against the goth looking. Yes, Rhea Ripley. But uh, if it, if Rhea gets by 9 Jax, but I feel like that's a match we could build up to over time. It might be too soon for Tiffy time, but
0: yeah, maybe next year's Rock. WrestleMania, but this maybe. one or SummerSlam. Yeah, SummerSlam maybe too.
3: You know, we don't have to do the Tony Khan. Oh, here's my new shiny toy. Push him to the main event thing
0: in WWE, right? Right. slow build it. Yeah,
3: <laughs> like Jade Cargill. Yeah.
0: Hey, they're. I think they're doing. I think they're doing it right. What Devil. Do you
1: think about it, Ra? I think it's going to be Becky Lynch.
0: Who would um, you if rather I was
1: see? I booking. I would book Raquel.
2: All right, you read my mind, because that's, that's my dark horse for that match.
1: Raquel because, Rodriguez, and, and yeah. they they have yet to have that on Raw, you know, the, a main roster type battle. And I could see that. Uh, that's something I'd actually want to see. And they started to have that.
2: They, oh, this yeah, is the- before she got hurt. Right, they were going in that direction. So that's are they possible.
3: drinking out of their shoes?
0: They're doing a shoe. It's called a shoey. It's called
1: a shoey.
3: Yes, I did yeah. yes, I'm trying not to bomb it right now. It,
1: that doesn't make it right just because it has a name.
0: No, it's. Uh, I don't
3: like get why to they drink out of your own Jeez. damn shoe, especially when you've just been wearing it and sweating and all that. Yeah, right? no, that's,
0: Norm- that's what they
1: make glasses
3: for.
0: <sighs> Normally, they do it out of somebody else's
1: shoe. Which is even worse.
0: I've seen Tam Tuavasa uh in the UFC do it with the random person as he's walking out of the cage. It's insane, but it's a uh down under thing. It's,
1: it's not insane, it's stupid. They, they are Disgusting. scared of nothing yeah. on that island. Nothing. Okay.
0: Yeah. All and right. Not
3: even bacterial
2: infections. <laughs>
0: Next hey, match.
3: we going to be longer than the press conference was. Yay. Right.
0: Next match. Elimination Chamber, men's LA Knight, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and U.S. champion Logan Paul. Uh, is it safe tell- to say Drew across they- the board on this one?
3: I- I'm going to say something here. I was really impressed with the people in this match. And then Logan Paul qualified for it. That Logan Paul-Miz match, when they announced it, I was like, man, this match looks great on paper. And then there's Logan Paul or Lemez.
0: Yeah, basically.
1: Is there any hope that they all team up with Logan Paul and tear him into pieces and throw him to the crowd? There's always hope.
0: Is this a celebrity I'm, death match? And this is your chance. I'm right. actually losing faith in them
3: setting up LA Knight versus Logan Paul because it seems like KO and Logan Paul is going to continue.
2: I mean, if you're going to set it up, this would be the match that you could start
3: that. And I agree with you. I. But if you were going to do that, I don't think you have Kevin Owens and Logan Paul still going at each other because I think the Elimination Chamber, you it's not going to end in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true.
0: There's no sense. I, mean, I am off.
1: stunned at how far Bobby Lashley has fallen. Yeah, right. Because I mean, look at him. He looks like he should be your world champion.
0: He's got the look for and, it, but
1: and, and they still love him. Crowd still yeah, loves but you him. know what? But they never give him an extended storyline, and they can never decide whether they want him to be a face or a heel. Yeah. So that's why they don't really love him. They like to plug him <laughs> in here and there. No, no, they no! Don't I mean really the crowd love him loves because him because they don't do anything with him. I'm I mean, not the crowd yeah, I'm loves things, him. not the company. I'm, I'm not, yeah. the company doesn't love him because yeah. they don't know what to do with him. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, I'm going to go also with Drew McIntyre.
0: Reverend.
2: Oh yeah, it's Drew. Well, I feel like, if, and we're saying it because we're kind of resigned to it being Drew McIntyre. I also think Drew McIntyre has been really good. Especially over the past few weeks with his promos, and
1: I just... love the shirt, the CM
2: Punk shirt, yes, the shirt. CM Punk shirt, Super <laughs>
0: penniness
1: online, yeah, all of it. I love this
2: Drew McIntyre. I love really that. Enjoy him,
1: Judgment. I like Solo interferes in my match, and I, I put my hand up like I'm surprised, like yep, but I'm still gonna take the win. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: and he had a good he had a good promo about that after too. Say hey, look, if it was. If it was up to me, I would have gone after him, but I was focused and he wasn't. And I was like, oh, that's a. This is a good Drew McIntyre right now. So, good, you know, good for him. Go to WrestleMania.
0: Cyclopedia? He
3: lost to Seth Rollins twice already in the last few months. I. I'm sorry, you don't do this match again at WrestleMania. You just don't. You've already seen it twice on Raw. Why would it change the third time? Because Damian Priest is going to probably cash in. I'm going to go against you guys on this. Honestly, it's not like we're catching our champion. Boo! I set you up.
1: Not go. got my champion.
3: I actually think I'm, it would be more. I am everyone's comp- champion. I right. think it would be more compelling to... I mean, I don't think they're going to go LA Knight. I I, I I wouldn't mind seeing, and it'd be the first time in nine years at WrestleMania, I think Randy Orton. He's a proven man of during,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm,
3: get, I'm getting ready.
1: I, just, I mean, that's who you want to win. Is that, who, is that who you're picking?
3: No, I'd want LA Knight to win, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think Orton and Seth Rollins have a built-in history there. You could go back to that. I just Drew Drew lost to Seth twice. I don't know why we would think then he's going to beat him the third time this quickly. If it was built up over several months, you know, like he's got he's got upper mid card feuds ready to go. That if he got past them, then I could see him getting another shot at Seth Rollins. It just to me it seems too soon. I'd even buy into a Damian Priest one-on-one with Seth Rollins saying, I'm going to cash in. Forget this is damn Elimination Chamber. You're not having it. I'm cashing in. I could be okay with that because it would be new. It would be fresh. It's not a match we had just seen on Raw like a few weeks ago.
0: That's fair. <clears throat> All right. And last but not least, the you main chose event. You Drew as well? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Fred, you picked Drew? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: And last but not least, the main event Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, Rhea in her hometown. I'm pretty sure I can confirm this across the board would be Rhea Ripley for everybody. No way she loses at home. Not a chance.
3: If Vince was booking, if Vince was booking.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I brought this up during our, our, our chat, and you guys seem to disagree with me, but I'm going to bring it up again. I thought the fact that Naya came in the ring and destroyed all five competitors in the elimination chamber made them all look bad. And I know Jason and Anthony disagree with me, Freddie. What do you think about that?
0: Mm. It makes them look not good enough. I That's w- exactly what I said. I-, I would I would agree with you on that. I would say it it makes them look. I get that Naya's the the main challenger, right? Like that's who is next in line to fight Rhea, so you, she's got to look strong. I get that, but also you can't shit on everybody else behind who's supposed to be the next in line to fight Rhea. So it's either got to be, yeah. it, it's either got to be somewhat even or. You clear house, but not everybody's destroyed on the ground.
1: I'm just going to say this. I have no problem with Naya looking strong. I don't know why it has to be at the be- at the deficit of the other people. So go ahead, you guys. So my
2: only thought about that is if she'd walk down the ramp while they were all standing in the ring with microphones, face them, and then laid them out one by one by one, okay, then that makes them look weak. Or they all tried to rush her and she knocked them all down and like kind of like in one of those royal rumble spots or something okay fine that makes them all look weak however for context this was in the middle of a six person brawl or five person or a six person brawl yeah so she blindsided them and i think for her to blindside some people and be that strong about it and know that if you're not ready to face her and you're not focused on her that she's strong enough to take you out that doesn't make anybody weak because she's supposed to look like she could take out rhea ripley and she did take out rhea ripley because she ran down and blindsided like it's it's not like it was a straight up fight That's why, to me, it doesn't make them look weak at all. It just makes them look like they weren't paying attention to Nia Jax, and they paid the price for it. Plus, between now and WrestleMania, if you can't build... I think I said this in the chat. If you can't build up whoever wins that Elimination Chamber match between now and WrestleMania and make them look credible, then you've got bigger problems than Nia Jax making them look weak.
0: That's fair.
1: I think our problem is we have uh, Nia Jack's family member uh, uh, in a high up position. And now Nia Jax suddenly is rolling over everyone. And we've got
0: but Bianca Belair, for former months.
1: champion. We got Becky Lynch, former champion. We got Tiffany Stratton, who's an up and comer. I don't think. Blindsided. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I think you, there's no way she can run in the ring and take out all those women. It just doesn't seem right. I think it would have been all right if she would have got some shots, in and then they all teamed up and knocked Nia out of the ring. Because then you're like, then, well, look, like, well, because now look, any one of these women can win the Elimination Chamber. What it made me look like to me is whoever wins is just going to be not fodder for Nia. But then it looks like That's Nia just way it, was it, acting exactly. like a bumbling
3: fool. It's an so underdog story. Match. Yeah, it's an underdog like it. story. WWE, and AEW for that matter, goes off the underdog story. She ran through all of them. Well, guess what? Okay, if you win and I beat, when I beat Rhea, you got to face me. I've already run through you when there was six of you. How are you going to run through me one-on-one? If she doesn't beat Rhea Ripley, well, guess what? I ran through you before you won your Elimination Chamber match. Let's see if you could still get through me now. And if you can't get through me, I'm getting a title shot. I didn't like it. Okay. And this is why I didn't not even want to waste my time because I, I like make up your the mind and it's not even worth it.
1: It's, no, I, I it's totally like it. worth it. That's what debate is about. We debate mm. the points. I don't agree with that. Well, Freddie we, agrees with me. Jason agrees with you. That's
0: what makes the world go round. We agree to disagree. <laughs> when and in Rome. Yes. But with that being well, said, collection plate is full. <laughs> that is our show for this evening, The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter. The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Like, subscribe, share, be a friend, tell a friend about the show. We thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.